Good morning. Looks like I'm jumping ahead of somebody here. No, you can go. It's good to be gathered this morning. It's been a full week, hasn't it? Yeah. You know, I was in Fairbanks, the other end of all the stuff that was happening here, kind of receiving the, the people going that way, although I didn't get to see any of them, basically, except Josiah and uh, Aaron. But um, um, after the, what's, everything has been happening here the last few weeks, I couldn't help to think about God really making a big point of what really is important. Um, not that all those, those other things aren't, but uh, he's very interested in a family. And he's interested in every joint supplying for the edifying of the body. And times like this kind of makes you think about how much that person next to you means to you. Um, and um, how important it is to sow to that relationship and to hold each other before God um, because he's doing a good work. And, you know, that's the main thing that we can trust and be at peace with is that uh, regardless of what's going on on the outside, God's interest is in performing a good work in your life and in my life. And he allows things like this to happen to bring a greater unity and a greater representation of what he's doing on the earth and what he's trying to perform in each and every one of us. So um, we can be encouraged that God knows really what's important. <laughs> and he, uh, he's bringing us as a family and making sure that every joint is supplying its part to benefit the body of Christ, to edify and build up the house of what he's doing. So um, when you look at it that way, you realize that it has been a good week. Yes, we would rather not have some of the situations. We're glad that, you know, Josiah is okay. <laughs> um, still praying for answers that, that God will clarify. You'll be able to know what, what is causing the high blood pressure and Thank the Lord uh, for Aaron that um, it sort of cleared up and God moved. Um, I think Rebecca, I haven't seen Rebecca. How's she doing? She's okay. Still working on it? I don't know if the Baranowskis, I think they want a little more attention. So, that's the last thing they want. Hazes are not here. We can continue to pray for them that God, God will make a way for them. Yeah. Make a way for Sister Donna to, to receive the help that she needs. Thankful for David being here for the last month and all his work there. Everything else. <laughs> Greers are gone. David is on his way to Mexico with Abel. They'll be there when, what is tomorrow, right? They're preaching tomorrow. And, this afternoon? 
Okay. I'll drive in there this afternoon. So keep them in prayer. Okay, Lord, we come before you this morning. We thank you, Lord, that you are a good God, and that your work is good, and you're interested in perfecting us, Lord, to make us into your image, Lord. Thank you that that, that is your heart, and thank you that that is the work that you're performing, Lord. And we avail ourselves to allow you, Lord, to do the work in our hearts. We thank you for this morning. Thank you for your spirit that is here, Lord. Ask you to fill us, to speak to us, Lord, to, uh, to refresh us, Lord. Ask you to touch all the different needs, Lord, especially those who have been fighting this week, Lord. We ask you for your help. Ask her for direction, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for your covering hand and your protection over all of us. Amen. Amen. Let's gather. I will give
Lord. The Lord is, has funny ways. Frequently, uh, we sat here and not that people aren't ready to share, but no one feels a real strong emphasis to get up. And then there's times like today when you can feel there's numerous guys I think or ladies could get up. Um, but what, what I have in my heart really ties in and is akin to what Fabiano already shared. It seems like that's an emphasis, one emphasis the Spirit is making in our midst. And, and this deals with, um, I guess I would say, take, taking a stand and making a stand and the need for that in our midst. And um, I'll, I'll conclude with a specific way I feel like we, we could do that now as a people. I think um, I said this in the elders we met before service here. But if you were to look uh, in on us as a family this summer, one, one perspective could be that, that this people spent a lot of time uh, on concerns that are, though they are significant um, and have the potential to uh, work division among us and are in need to be resolved, right? And there is a plan for that. It seems like um, we're kind of not, not on a holding pattern, but maybe a pattern where we really are, are going to the Lord and praying things through. We're, we are planning to have one more meeting with the elders and deacons, um, and then we'll talk with everybody and get input. And, and those things are essential, Yes. right? They are important to a family, family values. How, how can two walk together lest they agree, right? But um, I think we're seeing also that those issues, as important as they are, they really don't represent who we really are as a family, at the core of this family. As significant as they are, um, and as much focus as they've taken this week or this summer, and I, and I believe God has allowed it. I think we, looking back, we see that we we really needed to communicate more. We really needed to talk more along the way. I'll, I'll own up on to that. Um, but if you were to lift the hood and look a little closer, you would see um, that there is a family, that, and I'm just talking about this family, but it's the family of God on a broader scope too. But in, in terms of what we have been through, um, I had to laugh. We had three, two or three emergency runs, right? Fabian referenced that to Fairbanks. And I really, you know, we value those that the Lord has led into that kind of care, put that burden on our heart and all that goes on behind Aaron and Lewis and the guys that help get people upriver in the, in the emergency boat. What do you call that boat? EMS boat. Hannah Wilkerson, Hannah DeGloria, Angela, obviously there's just, um, pardon me? It's a corporate effort. You can see why, you know, the Lord has, has really, there is a need here, a growing need. Um, but, um, and it's, and it just as Fabian pointed out, he, he, he had a different perspective, having been in Fairbanks to see all this take place. 
But in the midst of it, then I got a call from uh, Brother John Dufadoc, who said, about the same time all this was happening, David Johnson took ill and, and had to be transported, I think Wednesday night maybe, or Tuesday night to Fairbanks. He's doing better now. But at the time, they really did not know, and they think that it's been resolved. And we are seeing some things being, pardon me? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was an infection and they treated it. And it's like, uh, God, God is just, his ways are unique, you know, sometimes the way he, he moves. That showed that we're all in it together. When it happens here, it happens there. You know, these, and these things happen to all men. I mean, we're, you know, we don't have a corner on the market. What we went through this week is, is what a lot of households across the world are experiencing and, and, and they are, sadly, they don't have the resources that, that we have had in terms of just people rallying together. But you know, this week, um, particularly the morning that Aaron uh, was very ill uh, in Salvaggio. And the, the people here rallied in the kitchen. And, and, uh, and you, could, you could feel the cry of the heart. Um, just I looked around and I thought, uh, just Karen Costanzo and, and uh, Hannah Wilkerson and, and some our kids were there. Just, and it's like, my word, this, this, it came to me like this is who we really are. Amen. This is who the enemy has wanted us to think we are. Like a bickering family, complaining family, whatever. How can we ever get this together? And we can't. But I was reassured just looking around that, that seasoned veterans that really will throw themselves right in the gap when there's a need. I was told uh, coming down the boat yesterday, Steve Seeger was talking just on another side note. Whatever, what, what day we have a big... <coughs> considerable size of freight and uh, two guys from the building site just they're building the gym they needed to get we were, we're trying to get that closed in they stopped what they were doing went up and helped all this stuff down that's that's the people that we really are the people of god again not just this exclusive crowd here but keep in mind that that that, that god is wanting us to know that family is his idea and he is going to have a family. He's going to have a people that, that really will step up. And when I say that, I think we understand again that, uh, and I know why the Lord has done this, because we would be prone to take some kind of action. We have it in our gene bank historically from Claremont on to, to, to do something. Somebody needs to do something, and, and, and we just... But we are learning with that, that in and of ourselves, there is nothing you can do or I can do if God doesn't sponsor it, if he doesn't blow in our sails. I cannot bring about by my own efforts. And it's painful at times when you think something needs to happen. I mean, there's suffering going on. There is situations that seem like they're going to spin out of control. And I, I'm helpless. I can only move when God says, if he says move, right? I can only, I can only do that. Um, but I do, I, I have felt, and I want to, for the sake of making a point, there is something that, that can be done 
that, that is required of us, or at least to consider, I'll put this before you, when, when division seems to be prevalent, when there seems to be a breach that's opened up in our midst, and that is to take a stand. What, what kind of stand, and how does that take shape? That's what I want to look at just briefly here. What, what is, what is the spirit really requiring of you? I, I remember one of our famous, uh, this is a reference point, those that know their God, they display strength and take action. And, and, um, and first and foremost, when there's a need for action, it's incumbent upon us to give place first, first of all, to the Holy Spirit to work through us. That when the enemy comes in like a flood, is it Richard is going to raise up a standard? Is it Richard is going to come in with a spear? Remember we touted Phineas, the action that Phineas took. I'll read that at the end, right? Like in, when the plague broke out. I, I, hey, I've thrown a lot of spears and, and pierced you through at times. We've said some of our, some of the most tragic deaths in war have been, um, what, what are they called? Friendly fire. Friendly fire. That's, that's most devastating. One thing when you, you, you know, the enemy takes somebody or at least has that appearance. But when we, we throw the javelin thinking we, we have the, the right enemy and eh, we miss it. It's like my word. Thank you. In, in the times you've held back from throwing the spear, when you were entitled to, when you were dead to right, and, 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 and they were deserving of it, you are so thankful that you gave place to the Spirit of God and you didn't take vengeance. So, I, so with that, um, I saw something this week that really... Um, it was early in the morning, I've had some early mornings, and it was a video clip, uh, and it was, on, it was on the Fox homepage, maybe you saw it, about a little leaguer in, in the World Series. Little league, it's a, little league is like elementary age baseball tournament. If you want to know anything about it, probably Seth Jepson could educate you on it. Or, or uh, David's mother over here about baseball, but anyway, I, I clicked on it, and it and it just it it it, it just brought me uh, to tears. I guess it hit home. Doesn't matter what you see. Sometimes when it's when it hits home, it just is very moving. But th there was in the tournament, it's happening now, Little League World Series. A, a pitcher hit a guy, a, a, a opposing batter, in the in the head with a ball, and you can see the guy knocked down. He's writhing in pain. And then the next thing you see is, is, is the, 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 a person at the mound consoling the pitcher. And really what happened, and I'll make this brief, the batter got up and he went to first base. And, and, and you know, he was, he, was, he, he was the one that was hit the hardest. He was the one that was most, that, that an offense occurred against, right? 
And, and yet, um, the, the last one you should think or would think to make a stand. You know what? He was the first one to the mound, consoling that pitcher that hit him. And I thought, my word, that, that's not a picture of, um, of, what, of what kind of stand God is wanting us to make as a people at times. To be the first. Sometimes it's very lonely to be the first. If you're waiting for how you're going to be received, and I have missed opportunities to be the first to make a stand. They showed later this, they said this, um, the, the, the opposing coach went up, or no, the, the coach of the pitcher went out there, and his mic was on, and it was heard that that batter that was hit was saying, hey, I'm okay, I'm good, you know, consoling that guy. Like, anyway, they, they took the pitcher out of the game. But with that said, um, it, it really brought me to, um, you know, it, it sobered me up, realizing that this was a good, a good picture, a good example. It kind of characterized what I really felt, something that God was leading. And, but my, my attention was quickly diverted uh, to the multi, uh, multiple opportunities that we have on a daily basis or weekly basis to, to step up. And I think I've said this. I'm, some of my greatest regrets since being here and, and, and before that, coming up through high school and in junior high, and I'll say even in our midst, elementary, you know, when you, when you, when an opportunity presented itself and you held back and it and allowed a further breach to be open rather than stepping up and taking the hit yourself at times. To be the first. And those, those acts of kindness and courage, um, and, and frequently they are obscured, but yet they are so profound before God and have eternal value. I mean, there have been times when somebody here has, has stepped up for me that I've experienced that. Like, I didn't have to defend myself. Don't, don't you know that most people make a mess when they start? Is, is that such a strong urge to defend yourself? And it usually you just, you, you dig a deeper hole. You're just better off to, to be quiet. And, and, and if it's okay to suffer wrongly, that's a, that's a new term for us at times. You can feel that way. But the times when somebody else came to your defense, it's like, man, that's the heart of God moving in people. Anyway, it says in Proverbs 3, do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to act. And that's all I'm talking about. When it's not in your power to act, when you have nothing to say, you can't, in and of your own strength, make a move to seal off a breach. You have to give place to the Spirit of God. But when you're when there's something there that you know you can add in a situation, there is a need. That's, that's an offering that, that's required of us, right? As we have therefore, this is Galatians 6, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. 
And that word opportunity, yes, we have opportunity. I'm talking about opportunity. You, you can't create something to clear yourself or to demonstrate your, your ability to clear a, close a breach, fill in a gap, move in a restoring way. As there's opportunity, frequently the opportunity presents itself at the most inconvenient time. When you really would like, I'd like to be able to think this through, what's the best thing to say? And you, you just have to respond from your heart. And if you have something that you can add, then you, then you do it. I mean, I would really encourage all of our, I just remember uh, at the age of junior high, how vicious we can be. Little, you know, just little exclusive little groups and people that are, I mean, just how easy it is to exclude somebody and just, it, it, it doesn't, it takes so little at times just to, to be other oriented. I'm talking junior high age. Nobody comes to mind, even upper elementary age. There's little clicks and it's just like, think of somebody else and what, what you can do to build a bridge at times. When, or when there's some, something that's very hurtful or degrading or said at somebody else's expense, right? We hear things that are just drop down, just kind of, but, but somebody's hurt by that or can be. What do you do? You have enough connection with the Holy Spirit to, to balance that. You say, well, hey, there's another side to that story, maybe. Hey, don't be so quick. I love it if you can pull somebody aside when there's a need and say, hey, you know, you said that and everybody laughed at that. But maybe, you know, that was at their expense. I've seen that person doing things that you have not seen them. You know, whatever it is, you just don't let something slide and go by unaddressed if it's in your power to do so only if right opportunity means a convenient season and you know it's sad i thought about this you you ever notice it's as though lost opportunities they don't present themselves again like they're gone like you wish you would get another opportunity to, and you would get it right. Yeah. And you left somebody uncovered perhaps and it's like, can't do much about it. They're just, they're just gone, right? The, the season for action is gone. And can I say also with that, this is just this morning's notes <laughs> for what it's worth. If you've been on the receiving end of being let down and somebody left you uncovered, right? And somebody left you exposed and nobody said anything in your defense and nobody rallied to close the breach that, that hurt you perhaps. Can I say, don't, don't hold that against somebody. Can you, are you, you know, when you've been on the receiving end of that and you experienced that being exposed Nobody covered your nakedness. Can you, can you walk on and be, before God that he knows and let go of that and not hold bitterness or hold resentment, right? Do you think that's important, right? I think another area, another time that requires stepping up has been, I don't have any specifics, but it, it came real, real clear to me that when 
somebody else is taking the rap for something you did, or at least a little bit of a twist in the conversation, put, put somebody else in bad light, and, and really it was you that were responsible. When you, when you take a step to own up to something, I think there's a tremendous need at times just for honesty in our midst, just honesty. You say, that was me. See the woodshop door over there? If you haven't noticed, the woodshop door has been damaged. Now I gotta defend myself because it was already in need of being repaired. <laughs> That's the takeaway. The woodshop door it was delaminating and we were going to repair it. However, I was working overtime last Friday and I was in a truck and the truck was very difficult to get in gear and out of gear all day. I couldn't get it into reverse. I hurriedly backed into the wood shop. I put it in park. It did not beep in reverse. All day it beeped when it was in reverse. I can't remember it beeping. But when I got out, the truck proceeded to go backwards. Thus, the wood shop door. And it's like, oh my word. All I'm looking at is months. We're so far behind getting things shipped in. And months of exposure. Yeah. <laughs> I just went, when I went like a cat, I wanted to cover my tracks real quick. Cover my mess. Like, there it is. Now there'd be a parade. One time when I was a kid, our neighbor... He had, he had a, a drinking problem, and he, he was, my dad's next door, we lived right next to us. He, and maybe you heard, he came home late at night, and he's pulling into his driveway, and he first crashed into his house. Then he veered off and went down, he's trying just to get the poor car into the garage. He ran into the neighbor's camper, he backed up, then he plowed into the garage. Well, and, and that next day, there was a constant, was that, where's Ron? Is that right, Ron? Remember that? It just, it just was a constant... We lived on a side street. I think everybody in town... I don't know how word got out, but everybody in town drove by very slowly. I'll tell you what. My dad was the builder. The next day... I mean, I, I know he... Like, looking back now, I'm sure he had a lot of stuff going. You know what he did? He pulled guys and went, took a crew and went over there and started patching things up as quickly as he could to cover it. So I'm like, word. That's the heart of God. When you have opportunity. You, you, you cover a brother. You step in to fill a need. I don't know how, I mean, we're weeks out getting a new door over there. I just, meanwhile, put my name on it. But you know, my point in all this way. You, you, opportunities come up at times when, and, and you can allow somebody out, you can, the, the, the conversation can spin in just such a way that takes the heat off of you. And you just say, phew. You can walk away feeling, man, I'm glad, I'm glad they, they got the heat for that. They got, you know, let's not be that kind of a people. Just quickly, you, you, the, standing in the gap, one aspect of taking a stand is to quickly own 
What's yours? Without defense. I just showed you what defense was. I made my defense about backing into the door. Rather than just say, that was me. If you want to know the details, I'll, I'll be glad to explain. Anyway, don't be afraid to make a stand. But in, but in particular, um, I feel one of the greatest needs for, and, and the greatest stand at times that, that's being required of us now is to, to make a stand in prayer, make a stand in intercession. And, and I had someone faithfully remind me just before service that if I'm gonna say this, to not keep talking about prayer, but to make sure we leave time to do that or to, because you can talk, 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 and I don't wanna do that. But I do, I do feel, and I think Ted referenced this the other night, that there is a time because we, we can be quick when something comes up to make a stand with our opinion. And I, I love it when I, see, when I see someone who is very hot or it looks like they, they're just ready to unleash and yet I see something else at work there and they, they are what? They are giving place to the Spirit of God. To, so that they are free of offense. What good is it if you, you have the goods and you, you make a pronouncement, but the way it came, it, it was offensive and, and, and not received. That we really as a people move and make a stand at times, defaulting back to prayer, defaulting back to, to intercession. Um, Ezekiel 22, and I sought for a man among them that should make up a hedge and stand in the gap before me in the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. So I'm presenting here today when things erupt in our midst, right? It's, it's one thing to step up and declare something with my mouth, offer my opinion. But it really is an entirely different thing. And, and up to this point, kind of a scarce thing at times to step up in intercession, to really retreat in prayer. I believe that if we as a people, I think that's possibly enough, excusing the elders for not keeping this thing moving quicker about some of our standards, but I, but in the in the meanwhile, we, if we make that a burden of prayer, we're really to pray things through. Um, I believe it's one of the greatest things we can do. You know, we're facing facing a lot of uh, impasses and situations that just seem like, as I said be, said this before, that that really is impossible. And, and all that God is really requiring of us, the one thing that's very clear is that we stand in the gap for one another in prayer. That you, that you offer somebody, who says, Lord, I'm bringing them before you. And in doing that, just take, you know, we said about what, how can you, how can we ever fulfill praying without ceasing? Well, we, we just stay in a place of openness before God when he puts something on our heart. Just do it. Just talk to God. Can, is prayer just a dialogue? Like, we have to concentrate on our job. We have to 
concentrate on responsibilities. But all the while, there, if we're in a frame of mind that, that we're really open to the Holy Spirit, all you have to do, no formula, is just offer that person. I mean, we're not forgetting about Amherst. This is major. I mean, there's things here that we, the Spirit of God does not want us to forget about. And though we have not, you know, we haven't had somebody reminding us about it. Situations have not, they're not going away just yet. Deep, deep burdens and, re, you know, we want to pray for the Kellers this week. They are Ted and Karen's, right? They're in Anchorage and they've been burdened for Joel. I mean, that's it. Their burden has got to be our burden. What can I do? Well, Lord, and I think, as I said, you know, God, God has really worked in Ted's heart. I mean, there's a softening. He's not there yet, but man, we used to, you know, collide. And I believe there's a softening there that he really is wanting the, the Spirit of God to move through him. They can't do a thing for their son. They can't, you know, in, in, the, in the specific need there. What do we do? Well, we just off. God puts something on our heart. I, I, every time I make a, a landing at our boat dock up there, I, not every time, but frequently it comes to me like, Lord, I thank you for the provision of being able to boat to this location. Keep, keep the river open so we can, can you know, it's like, why, why do we just need to keep taking a licking with, with our boating if we don't have, if there's, you know, something that can be done in terms of God moving in, in prayer to keep that channel open. He, he can do it. So anyway, let's, well, I'll conclude with this part. If somebody else wants to finish up, they can. But there is a need, folks, among us to, to, to make a stand. And it's not something that I need to work up to or lather up. It's simply giving place to the Spirit to work through me. When, when the opportunity presents itself, sometimes it's a need to speak, and more than not, it's a need to, to, go, to go to war I mean, I felt so looking around there that, that quite a group that stopped what they were doing. This is first. We got a glaring need here. It was really unknown at the time. Aaron's being transported, but not, you know. And here, here is what, this is the fabric. This is the core of who we are. Stepping up when there's opportunity. God help us. Had, uh, just going to mention it's <clears throat> neat how the Lord confirms things. Um, you know, you just, <clears throat> uh, my dad mentioned this at the beginning of the meeting, um, and which Fabian wasn't there for, and then Fabian opened with this, not having known my dad said, you know, the exact same thing. Um, but <clears throat> this week I was just thinking about, um, you know, you realize. Uh, you can feel like everything's in control and everything is, you, that you know what is important that's going on and then something happens that you have no awareness is coming and you realize suddenly that you, I mean, the medical system, there's, you are completely, we are completely dependent upon the Lord for everything, you know, it just is, I mean, answers just aren't found a, a lot of times, <clears throat> even in the emergency room. I've been in the emergency room this year so many times and, 
you think there's just somebody there that should be able to look at this, read the numbers, and, and they just don't know. You're just in the hands of God, you know? And <clears throat> specifically, I was realizing this week we had, you know, with three things plus Brother David, but we didn't know at the time what way these things were gonna go. It was really serious. And, you know, thankfully right now, everybody is doing, we don't know all the full, but everybody's doing well. The Lord is, you know, the point is, the Lord took care of his family this week, you know? People are home, Josiah is feeling better, he's still looking for, there's a lot of situations here where we're looking for long-term things, just with, you know, blood pressure, with, with different things. But <clears throat> we could have been facing a different end of this week with any one of these situations that were really serious. But the Lord is obviously just out to get our attention. If you didn't realize this week, the Lord wants to get your attention, you know. And, and, uh, you know, he, that's what he's... That's what he's out for. We just, what is, Lord, what are you getting my attention for? Even the other night, we were taking some of the river, and Aaron's bringing the emergency boat down the river, and it conks out, and they pull in, and we're towing the emergency boat up the river. Just, you know, it's humorous. So just like, really? You know, it's like, here's the help. You know, they come in, and we're towing the boat to the shore. Just, you know, a little bit humorous. <clears throat> but the point being, there really isn't. The Lord, in short order, makes it very evident that we... Even though you say, Lord, I don't know the way to take, he puts you in a situation where you have absolutely no idea. All you can do, there is only one thing to do is to call upon the Lord. I mean, it's just, in those times you realize, you know what, man is nothing. And Lord, if you don't move, nothing is happening. There's not, there's not equipment, there's not machines. It just, you know, I was thinking about Donna. In the entire state of Alaska, there's one machine <clears throat> that can handle what she needs to have happen, and there's not an operator to run it. Just... You think, is that really the case? It's just, it's, yeah, that's the case. We're in the hands of God. Anyway, I was thinking here um, just how um, with Joseph, and I shared a little about this the other night, but just this kept coming back to me while my dad was speaking. You know, he had, he had a week or so there of processing what to do with these guys that had thrown him in the pit, sold him into slavery, slavery you know, could have ruined his, tried to ruin his life, tried to kill him. Just processing, what, what am I to do with my brethren? Here they are. I'm the guy in charge. I can wipe them out. <clears throat> you know, you see what he's doing with Benjamin there. He's just processing. And then when it gets down to it, he comes to realize and, and he shares with them, you know, this is okay. You guys did not have, first of all, you did not have my good in mind. I'm going to make note of that, you know. <laughs> you had evil in mind. But beyond that, <clears throat> even though you had evil in mind, God was dealing with me. Yeah. He used you. I'd like to get you back for what you did. But actually, that's not what's going on right now. What's going on is that God had a plan for the entire nation. You know, why did it have to be me? Well, I'm the guy that God's dealing with right now. I personally had to go down in the pit. I personally had to suffer injustice at the hands of Potiphar, at the hands of Pharaoh. You know, God is doing something greater. And we all must keep in mind that in our personal life, it isn't just about us. It's God is at work on a greater level. God's at work in our businesses, wherever we're going with people that you run into that have incredible dire needs going on. I was writing with someone last night and just a situation that is so overwhelming that is, it's just, I didn't even know what to say. I sat there and just, I tried to write back at lunchtime and I realized I don't even know what to say. Anything I say to the situation is gonna be trite. Like, yeah. we're so sorry, we're praying for you, you know? Can I send you a hundred dollars? I mean, just, there's nothing, you know, the need is just overwhelming. It's a life and death situation that is, and it's like, Lord, 
what I just found myself saying, what am I to say, Lord? What am I to say here? Because what's happening is not what's going on. You're at work in a, in a greater way. And it just, I, I, we all must um, stop to take stock of the fact that he wants to wake us all up. Maybe you're in high school. Maybe you're in elementary school. These are burdens. You know, nothing gets our attention like our loved ones being on the road, not knowing what's going to happen. Lord, what am I to do? Well, we're not just to go bumbling into next week and say, hey, man, I'm glad everybody's okay. I'm going to take time with the Lord and say, Lord, is there something in my heart? Is there something I'm to mend? Is there a relationship you want me to get a hold of? Boy, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want that person, that brother that I have an ought with to find out they're not here tomorrow for me to make amends with. You know, that, that can happen. And you don't have an opportunity to go speak with them again. Yes, the Lord is eternal, but... There's eternal things happening, you know. I, it just, we all need to take action to say, Lord, what are you after here? Thank you for your goodness. We're all together. We're all still here. Aaron, Rebecca, Josiah, Brother David, everybody's here. <clears throat> We're, you know, but Lord, what do you have that you're, you're at work at in our hearts? And, well, we're to be a restorer of the breach. Yeah. We're to be a restorer of the breach. That's what we're to be, you know. That's, <clears throat> if you... If you take something away from the weak, take that away. This word to step in. We're not to make the breach larger. We're not to point out the obvious things. It's so easy just to point those things out. But we are to be a restorer of the breach. I think it says, you know, we're, we're to be there to make paths to walk in. Boy, I, I look back at some of the things that were spoken in my life at certain times, and I'm thankful um, that someone looked a little bit past what was going on and spoke into my life. Hmm, this is, this is what's really going on. But we make a difference. We make a difference at work. We make a difference every meal. You know, I just, <clears throat> I don't know that everybody was there the other night with um, David Haas, but it just impacted me so much. I just kind of wondered, he's here, he's here serving. He was, and it was, thank you, Lord, that he came to serve. But, you know, it's like, I wondered if he had any, like, yeah, well, my parents kind of came and gave the best of their life to this place. Because they did. John Donovan's poured into this place. Um, <coughs> I mean, so many ways. I just, you know, me personally, John Haas, just, I mean, my life was impacted by him, just a teacher. <clears throat> and I was so sad that we weren't able to gather with them and, you know, have a time all together. And it was, and everybody came over. It was, it was a really blessed time. But if, for those that know this, but David's response, he could barely speak. He was just like, thank you for loving my parents. Yeah. That was, of all the things that happened for his parents for 30 years, you know, he's, he just simply is a man that's in touch with the Lord. He, you know, it's, he's not here, but he's in touch with the Lord. And he just, hey, he, he just said, you know, you've been the family to my parents. Thank you for being a family and loving my parents. So, you know, it just, you just, it's when you hear that from a guy that could have been like, you know, well, they're up here working, working with this place. You know, I'm not here benefiting from this. No, he realizes that he belongs to the Lord. His parents belong to the Lord and they were just serving the family. It was just really... It was, I was impacted by his just humility of spirit just to thank us. Come here and serve. He, he didn't know if he was going to lose his job. And I think he ended up, like, they ended up paying him during the time he was here and you know, said, come back. But the Lord took care of him. You know, the Lord takes care of his own all over the world. But again, here's a guy that literally, most of us, we have a covering like this. If we had to go somewhere, the whole family would cover him. But he didn't know if he was going to lose his job. I'm going to go take care of my parents. The Lord covered him. Anyway, what, what he was doing was what we're talking about. He was, he was taking himself and coming in to, to help fill in where there was a need. Anyway, 
The Lord is uh, certainly watching out for us. All the things that we work hard to do, uh, you know, the things that are out of our control, boy, the Lord watches out for us. Okay. Yeah, this is, this is so good. Um, I, I do want to talk about lost opportunities. Um, you know, we, I'll give you an example of one that I had. Um, you all knew Bruce Robertson. And um, I was on my way to the lower 48. He was in the hospital. I was in Fairbanks. And I felt the Lord tell me to go see him in the hospital before I went. And in my reasoning, I thought, well, I'm kind of busy right now. I'll look him up when I get back. Two weeks later, when I got back and I went to look him up, he had passed through the veil. That was a lost opportunity. But I want to tell you that in the economy of a God that we are beginning to know, he sees on both sides of the veil. And I had another lost opportunity one time where I had a significant disagreement with your dad, Sister Donna, brother Sam, and he passed through the veil and I had not had an opportunity to work that out with him. And I was very grieved about that for quite a while. And one day right here in a praise service, Brother Sam came to me from the other side of the veil with those blue, deep eyes of his. He said, Brother John, everything's okay between you and me. So was it a lost opportunity? Yes. Was it, would have been better if I could have worked it out on this side? Yes. But God saw beyond that. You follow me? So don't grieve over a lost opportunity. Take it to the Lord. You follow me? Because he knows both sides of it. What a faithful God we have. Amen. This is so good. Thank you very much. Okay, Very good. Yeah, God is, uh, he's the master of redemption. There's no too late in God's economy. Okay, it is a beautiful day. Thank you, Lord, for that. Gorgeous. Appreciate all the maintenance out here on the farm, isn't it? it just, it's, I come home from work and my head is just rattling from work, but I just, you know, whoever mowed yesterday did a nice job. I just, thank you. I'll never forget last fall, we brought uh, Rady Concrete down to do for the gym and for the beleaguered team that was there, we needed some bolstering. Anyway, this guy, Josh and, and Zach Brady himself came down to work with us and, you know, concrete is going, you're just, you're just focusing on the job. It's it, evening like this, you know, maybe 10 o'clock, they didn't get here till late. Anyway, we're bombing through the fields and Josh is in there, this guy just from Fairbanks, he's really an expert finisher and he's like, man, this place is manicured. <laughs> was his comment all night long, all I could think of is just, he just bombed down this place. And you kind of stop, you know, just going down the trail, looking at the rocks, thinking about, you know, the guy you got to call. And you, it, it, I appreciate the work of people that keep it 
Don does a good job training these kids. It really, uh, you know, all the maintenance, they've been maintaining the decks and you just, everything, uh, all the care, everything matters. That's the short version of the stories. Everybody that's putting their hand to care, everything matters. There's a lot of, there's a lot of unseen care. I see Lewis running into the shop at the post to fix a car, doing it around his work schedule. The cars, anybody have a car break down the highway recently? It doesn't happen very much, you know, but <laughs> it's because someone's caring <laughs> for the cars. Anyway, it all matters. Okay, well, Lord, thank you for the day. Thank you for your hand upon us, Lord. We do ask for wisdom uh, for the situations as we go forward, Lord, that uh, you would reveal uh, the critical key in each of these things, Lord, we thank you that you're at work, Lord, in each of each of the lives of these people in need, Lord. We ask that you bring relief, Lord. We thank you for the fact that you care about all of us enough, Lord, to open our eyes to the need, Lord. May we be those that are the first to step in and restore. We ask you, can you go for uh, before the, the Greers, Lord, <clears throat> with the meetings there? Thank you, Lord, for... Uh, David and, and uh, Brother Abel, thank you for their safety, Lord. Give them wisdom for the ones they're speaking to. We thank you, Lord, for the, uh, the fall ahead, Lord, for the jobs, Lord, for the guys that are on the road. We ask, Lord, for your hand to go with us uh, each day. In Jesus' name, amen.